0: And then, uh, so I'm Rick Battenberg, and uh, so I serve as the chief investment officer at the VC fund, and um, you know, we uh, we run the VC fund together, and then serve on the board of directors for Clear Cannabis Inc. And then, awesome. uh, you know, we all we do lots of different stuff, uh, some emerging market stuff outside of cannabis, but definitely our focus and the reason the VC firm was created in 2015 was, you know, we noticed a capital inefficiency in the cannabis market and uh, thought that we could, you know, as you your very nice introduction, uh, let us know that we were able to leverage some of our previous business skills yes. to, to improve the improve the cannabis business and hopefully uh, you know add value to you know our consumers' hands and and kind of everybody in the supply chain.
1: Awesome, man! Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to speak about, especially before we get into the business side, was what's it like working as a father-son duo? You know, I, I've tried to work with my brother before. I've tried to work with my sister. I couldn't imagine trying to work with my parents. Like, what's that like? <laughs>
2: Well, why don't you answer, because as, as, uh, that you're working with your parents. You know what? Um, and make it right. That sounds great. Right. Um, you know, it's
0: it's it's all I've known actually is kind of the simplest answer. Um, you know, I've always worked. We have always worked together. And you know, my father's been an entrepreneur his whole life, and, and definitely my entire life. Um, and I think you know, everyone maybe not everyone, but, you know, I, I, look up to him. And so even as a little kid, you know, two years old, three years old, you know, you just want to impress them. And I guess in a lot of ways I still do. Um, but you know, it was always there to help, you know, I was always, you know, whether I was being told or, or, or not, I, I was. Um, and so, you know, whether that was you know, sitting in our basement and with a, with a envelope, reading down Ls and transactions to him. So he's typing them in or, or, you know, when he's making infomercials and, you know, being an actor, but it was always, you know, it was just what our family did. You know, my family does business. And, uh, so he likes to say, yeah, he's been training me my whole life. And and probably a lot of that is true. But when my, when my, when they got, when him and my mother got divorced, um, you know, I lived with him and and he was a single father for all intents and purposes. And he was, you know, working all these different jobs. So it was out of necessity. I mean, I I remember sounds like a TV show. Good good news for you, um, but uh, it was it was interesting because you know my sister and I you know we had to send Outlook appointments if we wanted to go to a birthday party. You know, that's, that is true. That is not an exaggeration. Um, and it was just kind of what we always did. But you know, in, in my opinion, like teammates are people that are aligned in goals. You know, and, and your ability to sacrifice the individual success for the success of um, your team goals and. You know, we've, we've always been a team, whether that was, you know, hockey, and you know, he was my coach growing up playing hockey, and, uh, you know, even until very recently. You know, we, we own a semi-pro hockey team that I, that I started eight years ago, and, you know, he coaches and I play. Um, or whether we're in business, but, you know, frankly, <laughs> I shouldn't say this out loud. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he taught me every, everything I know on, on how to operate, not only within the context of the world, but in the context of, of business, and, you know, how to conduct yourself with honor. Um, and really, you know, without conviction, you don't do anything, and without humility, you don't learn anything. And so, being able to walk that that line and balance is less about what you know and more about how you perceive, interpret new information from people that know more than you. Yeah. Um, and you know, having a having humility enough f- to know when somebody knows more than you <laughs> is the key, and not having to learn the hard way. You know, taking advice from people that you respect, and I've been very grateful in my life to have people around me that were willing to teach me. You know, and I think maybe a part of that was out of necessity, because we were just together all the time, because you know, he's doing calls, driving way too fast, and going to <laughs> hockey practice while he's still doing business. And I was sitting there, but he never, uh, he never lied to me. You know, he always gave me the, the kind of, I would call it, unadulterated truth. And the sooner you are disillusioned from the lies of the world, the sooner you can go through existential crisis, the sooner you can start reconciling real information You know, and I I get a lot of credit from from people sometimes for for being ahead of my years, and I always make the same joke, it's not the age, it's the miles, right? And we've been driving really fast for a long time, literally (laughs) and figuratively, And you know, 560 SL, going to Montana at 130 on cruise control, Um, or just, you know, making decisions and doing business, because I guess it it was always our nature.
1: And now you're in a new business, the emerging business of cannabis. So what brought you into the emerging business of cannabis?
2: So, um, uh, yeah, but that was very nice. Yeah. That was. I was going to say, that's actually a T-shirt. I, I knew I shouldn't have said <laughs> it out loud. Uh, 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 you know, it, like you said, we've been coaching. I've been coaching him for a long time. He's a really good student, and he's, he is coachable. It's not that we don't have conflicts. But, uh, uh, you know, there's nothing better than watching your kid score a goal and, you uh, you know, luckily, he did a lot of that for many, many years. There's nothing better than than the smile on his face when he closes an investor and that kind of thing. But not only it, from a business perspective, obviously, it's a huge win. But you know, obviously I'm really proud of him and what he's done. So um, now, what was, it, what was the question? How do we
1: get into the emerging cannabis emerging business? Mar- yeah. yeah, especially from the business from your so, base background.
2: So um, at the t- in 2014, uh, some some people were approaching me uh, in because we live in Denver and that's when uh, you know, we we got uh, recreational approved on the ballot and so there was lots of <laughs> there was lots of new businesses and existing medical establishments that needed money yeah. and um, I had a reputation for being a a, I, had a, I had a reputation for being an entrepreneur. Some people approached me to invest in their business or their friend's business or the friend of a friend's business, and uh, and they probably knew that I was you know in, inclined to, to 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 invest in. in uh, There's cannabis. other reputations. Yes. <laughs> so I started looking at the business at, at cannabis. A couple of businesses, the first five or six that I looked at, I, I actually did not invest in. But what intrigued me about it was cannabis was about to explode. In the same exact way that cable uh, television exploded in the '70s and '80s, and
1: you have a background in cable, correct? Right? Yeah. Yes, so you at the
2: time I was doing uh, business big data analytics for Comcast Time Warner, mm. uh, and prior to that, I did field operations uh, workforce automation platforms for Time Warner and, and for pretty good for Comcast as a,
0: as a contractor as a as a
2: private company. <coughs> uh, uh, you know, we were consultants and. Um, and so I learned all the things that, the reason they, that cable companies can't get the technician to your house when they say they will, is really not because they don't care. They do. Tell, yeah. tell Kramer but, that.
1: Tell Kramer that. I was just they, watching an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the reason <laughs> is because those big companies are a culmination, a roll-up of a bunch, thousands of mom-and-pop operators that that very passionately, just like cannabis, they got into bought a satellite dish and delivered their, their, their the, a stable signal to a small user base. late cable. And and, yeah. and it was, and they, they maybe had four or five technicians and it was mom, pop, son, right? Well, they didn't, they, when when they created Time Warner, Comcast, CharterCoff, they just rolled all this up and they did it so fast that, that the systems and processes didn't change. And they're basically doing things exactly the same way only faster, yes, right. which is wrong, the max power way, right? right? It's right. wrong, but faster, right? right. right. It, it, because they never stopped to make a scalable plan. And that's why the problems plague the cable industry and the telco industry to this day. It's back office right. systems and processes. So, and that's what I had been working to fix for almost 15 years. So I looked at, cable, at, at cannabis, I was like, maybe. <laughs> if it. I got in now, I could, we could build systems and processes, and 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 develop people who use those systems and processes in a way that we come out the other end with enterprise-grade customer wow. service
1: platforms.
2: That was why I got in. That's right? interesting. And then in 2015,
0: so after he'd already made a couple passive investments, so I was at Merrill Lynch. You know, I did the syndicates, so the IPO, the, uh, the, the new issues, and I represented uh, Colorado. So I had a very senior partner in in uh, Merrill Lynch. We got 100% of what's called the allocation. Okay. And uh, so I did about 203 of those transactions on the buy side, meaning like, let's say Coca-Cola wants to raise some money, right? I was the one that's was going, oh, to my clients, going, we should buy this, you know, what, 15% underneath what it's currently trading at because they want the money. Um, and, you know, I was, you know, obviously him and I have always been close. I was at, you know, we're not working for him. I was doing my own thing at Merrill Lynch. and. Uh, we saw an inefficiency in the capital market of, of cannabis because at the time you had to be a two-year Colorado resident to invest in cannabis, and I guessed, actually with some, some help from, uh, mm-hmm. from a, a friend of mine who was Ernst Young's person of the year twice, the current hedge fund manager, she's amazing. Uh, we designed, you know, I went up there and with a whiteboard in about 30 minutes, she's a genius, and we're like, okay, here's how we could structure a fund that theoretically that maybe the marijuana enforcement division would allow us to have a licensed, you know, a, a smart person who was red badged at the top of it Mm -hmm. as long as the investors didn't have any say over the assets of any kind so Mm Um, we created what, what's called a Blind Pool Venture Fund, meaning the investors have no say of any kind, and so you can imagine what raising money into yeah. you know, it was like, oh, okay, well, I need the money for seven years, and here's 120 pages of disclosure how you were going to lose your money. Mm-hmm. And it's in weed. Yeah, and it's in weed, right? It's an illegal business yeah. that we've never done before, trust us, <laughs> right? So uh, we actually became the first qualified institutional investment capital uh, fund in the country yes. to own a licensed asset inside of a, a venture fund. Um, and. That was the thesis, right? The thesis was, okay, well, if we can create the most flexible funding instrument we can come up with because we knew, we knew for sure, things are gonna change, right? So like a business that's completely predicated on the regulatory environment, how do you fund something that is not like, hey, we're gonna make this, right? We didn't own the clear, we own nothing, right? Nothing, well, nothing in cannabis, right? So it was a plan, it was like, okay, well, we're, originally, I was like, oh, we'll go do turnarounds, which basically means buying distressed assets in cannabis and then, you know, fixing them up. And we'd go in and we are be like, show us your P&L. i go, what's a P&L? And l we are like, oh, shit. Um, so we're like, okay, well, we need to establish a diligence baseline. And so, um, you know, Rich as the fund manager, started evaluating assets that we should even uh, buy or create. And so we created everything in the supply chain, or bought it, right? So we went grow, extraction, dispensary, then ancillary packaging, hardware, leasing, compliance, software, everything, everything. And the reason for that was really because to be informed in any business you're doing, you really need to get your hands dirty. Yes. And that's what we did for two years. We got our hands dirty, literally and figuratively. We operated the businesses. We, put, we trimmed. We put. We did the plants. We extracted. We put pens together. Talked logistics. We talked to politicians. We did the business, and then after that, I'll call it the diligence period of our of our entry into cannabis. <laughs> that
2: we call it the diligence. Four years of diligence. <laughs> yeah, the very expensive. Six million dollars. Right. <laughs>
0: <or whatever laughs> so, we were like, okay, brands and distribution, I think is where we want to be. You don't necessarily want to own the, the farm or the grow that grows the green to make the gray goose, and you don't necessarily want to own the liquor store that only has geographic loyalty, right? You want to, and we're thinking 10 years out, what's going to be the most important thing in cannabis? And, 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 and 2017, we're like, okay. Brands, right? We, brands and distribution, right? Um, And that's when the Clear came in. So we we became the master licensor of the Clear, which is really our flagship portfolio asset. Um, And then 2019, and this is all kind of corporate action stuff, but we did what's called a 351 transaction, which we took five portfolio companies that were non-plant touching, the intellectual property of the Clear, and then it was part of an APO or alternative public transaction. We bought out uh, the shareholders of a company out of bankruptcy in Texas, so that we formed what is now today Clear Cannabis Inc., which is the master licensor of the Clear family of products, and there's some wholly owned subsidiaries that do some other stuff. But you know, really, the key to that is establishing trust with the consumer. is is a brand, and it's not about the celebrities endorsing it, right? It, what it is about is an expectation of quality. So when you buy the Clear in Massachusetts, in Michigan, yes. Oklahoma, Missouri, Nevada, Colorado, California, it's the same. It's not about being the best, and I could sit here and make a strong argument, it is, you know, we won the High Times, we won the Cannabis Cup in Michigan, we just swept the Las Vegas Cannabis Awards for all vape categories, but that is not, doesn't matter, because that's a subjective choice, right? What does matter
1: is
2: that it's the same. So what
1: matters. And, and we were speaking about that on the way up here. Me and Seth were speaking about sure. that, about the differences and how that is important. Because you can actually run into a situation where, say there's a major brand out of Oakland who wants to now move into Massachusetts, yeah. it's not gonna be the same kind of bud. Right. But when we deal with Clear, you're gonna get the exact same product, similar to Coke. Like, if you're gonna buy Coca-Cola in Massachusetts. Glad you said it, not us. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna buy Coca-Cola in Massachusetts, the same thing you bought right. in California. That's important. And
0: whether Coke is the best so on the planet is, is completely subjected mm-hmm. to everyone's individual experience but that doesn't mean that the onus of the uh, quality and consistency of that product is still not on the company and that's what we take very seriously yeah is right? about quality consistency and making sure that nothing goes out the door of any of our licensees without being tested both for uh, you know state mandated which would go way above that or and and here's the most important part Somebody tastes it, yeah. right? Some human being. We have three people at every market. We call them noses, right? Nothing
2: tongues of wine. Nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nothing tons. goes out the door without somebody going. Okay, this meets product spec. You know, and, and that's because not only do we understand right from a macro perspective of like that's what a brand is, but also like we care that nobody ever has our product and is like, oh, oh clear, you know, no, no, right? Like it's very important to us and that's what establishing a brand and, and it's expensive to do that. It's also um, time consuming. It's a lot of logistics involved in it. But at the end of the day, if you're gonna spend money on something Start with the product.
1: Yeah, right? and, and it's, also, products. it's also building a strong customer base because again, it's just similar to Coca-Cola. If you're used to this flavor, I would like to be able to know that if I leave this state and go somewhere else, it's going to be the same thing. Well, again, and you're, that's you're the great. Here in Vegas for yeah. go to Planet
0: Thirteen. It'll be the same as when you came in from Michigan or wherever you came. You know, so
1: you're from Atlanta, right? I'm right? from Atlanta. Yeah, I should know that's on your shirt right yeah. now. <laughs> Atlanta yes, yeah, it is right there. So, you know, one thing that people do fear um, nowadays is is more money coming into the cannabis space. If he, mm-hmm. People feel like the often that people who have been in the industry, especially on the legacy side, are getting pushed sure. out. What would your reaction be to somebody who said, I fear all this money coming into cannabis, or I fear the corporate fear, side of fear cannabis? Me. Me. Yeah. That's what I would say.
2: Make a, make a plan, right? Right. right? So the idea uh, for legacy brands and uh, first movers who... You know, I very respectfully call the you know our radical fairies, Earth Mothers, our warriors, <laughs> right? The OGs, if you will, right? Uh, the the uh, the messages. Uh, thank you very much for carrying the plant under very uh, uh, persecuted uh, right. uh, terms for a hundred years. Uh, congratulations, you've won. Right. It's now legal. So if you want to scale up. You need your money. You're gonna have to make a deal with a group that, through the legacy, you may have thought was the devil, or was at least not on your side. And in many cases, that representation is a conservative type of profile, uh, or stereotype, uh, versus a hippie stereotype, and the two don't meet. But uh, guess what? Uh, that's where we are, right? And you that's went, where we are. Here's, here's, the, here's what I Two say. groups need to respect one another. So, if you are an OG and you feel like you're being pushed out. It, that's it's, on you. It's, yeah, I mean, are you afraid of that? Well, okay, but fear should breed uh, action, right? right? And the action you need to, to, to take is, okay, listen, it's going to be more expensive to do business. Because now you're legal. Legal means regulation. Yep. Legal means licenses. Legal means taxes. Legal means compliance. Legal means testing. Sure. Right? And you gotta do those things, right? But scale is really what, what, what you're after. It's no longer a lifestyle business. So you've gotta think like a like 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 a consumer packaged good. So you need to build your organization in in that image and think along those terms and and, and learn what the investment bankers or whatever you want to call that profile, what what are they looking for? And educate them as to what the ethos of your property is. So here's
0: the, here's the thing. This is what I say. Do more succinct to answer your question. They need you.
1: <laughs> yes. Right?
0: That's the truth. The truth is that if you are good and you own the consumer, you shouldn't be afraid. You need to figure out how to package that, and uh pitch yeah. it and right and that but that's the thing is that the most important most valuable thing in this industry and the most and in my opinion the most undervalued asset in cannabis is u.s cannabis brands that have an emotional relationship with the consumer yeah. right so don't <laughs> fear's the enemy right you need to think of this as an opportunity and go oh i own the most valuable thing in this entire supply chain which is the
2: consumer right that's the key and that's here's the it, here's the other thing though the work is just beginning. Yeah, oh, right yeah. Out, yeah, right? yeah.
0: It doesn't get easier. You're
2: not gonna just sell that brand. I mean, if you you you, you hear stories all the time about people that have got they got some magnificent valuation, they had a huge exit and they walked. You also hear about somebody wins the lottery every day too. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna, you know, if you, if you wanna believe in that pipe dream, then you know, God love you, right? But uh, getting an investor or getting a partner a money partner means that you have gone to the next level and the next level is likely twice as hard twice as much hard work yeah. right so if you really love your brand then that let's love it let's go mm. right we go from a lifestyle company to, to a regional company, to a national company, to an international company. You, that, that doesn't come because you've spent 15 years perfecting your three or four strengths.
0: What's your line? Uh, what got you here ain't gonna get
2: you there? That's right. Read that book. <laughs> what got you here won't get you there. It, uh, you know, so it's, it's about learning and educating, right? You're not a slave to, to the financiers. They need you, like you yep. said.
0: They, do need they you. also, they also them, they need, they need tell to you learn.
2: They need to learn. And while they may not come in that hot like that, they're not gonna put their money into something they don't understand. <laughs> no. So, you know, it's not magic. <laughs> so fear not, but face the fact that okay. the work is just beginning.
1: Let's talk about high science. Yeah. So you two are about to be TV stars now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a long throw on that one. That's a super long throw.
1: So,
0: you know, the, the truth of it is, is this, is that um, marketing in this industry is super difficult, yes. right, as you're aware. Um, and frankly, you know, so these guys got a lot of experience. You know, the, the producers made things like um, Duck Dynasty and and uh, Mythbusters and, and Deadliest Catch and all, all these Orange different things. Orange County Choppers, products, right, Ed?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, you know this is an opportunity deadliest just, catch You know, vulnerability builds trust trust builds relationships relationships build infrastructure and infrastructure builds empires and it starts with vulnerability and I can't think of nothing more vulnerable than you know having cameras in our face so they can see yeah. what it really takes to do this business um, and frankly you know if you live truthfully you know and you are exactly the person you are uh, everyday whether you're alone or whether you're with people um, it's, it's not as hard you know we don't have to hold that back that much we're very kind of open and, and honest about who we are and and what we're doing and and the way that we conduct ourselves is always with honor, whether that's the easy thing to do or the hard thing to do, Um, you know, at the end of the day you gotta look yourself in the mirror and, you know, being in front of the camera and for people to see what it really takes to do this business is something that I think would be educational and and interesting and, you know, I would proverbially sell my soul to make sure the stock price works, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And they promised to not make us look stupid. Right? Uh, yeah Yeah. <laughs>
0: we'll do that to ourselves, don't
2: we?
1: So, when the idea first came to you about high science, what was first approached to you? Were there were there any nerves? Like you did mention, you know, being. I'm still being nervous because to... <laughs> we're
2: sitting right here. <laughs> <add> smile <laughs> Look that. And um, There was, you know, honestly, there there's some concerns from our uh, our our family. Uh, you know, um, there there's uh, there you know there's famous stories about these uh, types of shows, kind going awry, uh, uh, but, but um, having an entertainment background, uh, I've never been in front of the camera before, I've been behind it a lot. And um, he made
0: me be in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so I think a lot of that comes from people becoming full of themselves or, or thinking they're famous or, or that kind of thing. You know, um, so I've assured my wife that I will a try and uh, you know not look too dumb and and b uh, uh, not, not, try. Not, not get a big head about the whole thing. I was
1: gonna say don't get the big, don't become the situation. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 that's a Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah, oh my god. Yeah. What's the, What's the, the gal? I don't
1: know. Snooky. Snooky. Yeah. Definitely don't be snooky. Snooky
2: and the <laughs> If It gets to that. We're really gonna be in
1: trouble. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's well. Weird. You know, my background in comedy is probably the most threatening thing to all of this because I'm gonna. Yeah, start I thought he was meeting. funny my
0: whole life. He's just doing other people's
1: material. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start getting
2: <laughs> get All those. All the comics that are gonna read getting caught calls stolen jokes, and all that. Luckily, I'm old enough that a lot of them are dead. So, right. <laughs> Silver linings. I don't know. So
1: that's a lot that you have on your plate right now. Um, definitely salute to Clear and, and the, the the business that you're doing there. And you now have the TV show. Where do you feel like we're going to see the brand overall in ten years from now? I mean, there's so many different ways you can grow, but where do you see the growth happening in the next ten years? Ubiquitous. Okay. Everywhere.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, we're looking to uh, to be a, an international brand about that. Uh, a master brand called the Clear, and have product lines underneath that. So our classic, our leaves, our sacraments, uh, the, or the reserve line, the Twax line. Uh, we, we have a gummy line coming out. because the
0: Clear is a brand promise of quality. Yeah, that's the key, right? The key okay. is, you know, and, and even that's with the TV show, with, with with what we're doing, the deal is this: is that we want to show you how much we care that when you try that product. The one person, right? Not we're not talking about macro. We're not talking about everybody or web on market. We try to make consumer-based decisions, meaning like when when what is the user experience when somebody uses this pen? The one person, you know. And if I've learned one thing in raising money for this business and operating this business, the proof's in the pudding, yeah. right? Which means, you know, even investors we have brought in. You know, we have over a hundred investors into different funds, different different deals. And the truth is, is that the best piece of diligence that I can give them beyond you know trying to prove to them how smart we are you know how cool the brand is is try it (laughs) right period right here you go you know what and if you and, and you know our thesis really is the reason that we went after the clear is because it became so famous and so well loved in a California medical market that had no marketing surrounding it whatsoever it was just good right and if you start with that ethos, with that, going, hey, it make the product good, right? That is is something that can that culture can carry through, right? That's something that can be scaled.
2: So yeah, I mean, I I think that we we will see the, the ubiquitous, as Eric likes to say, <laughs> it's but like that word that, that, that the um, you, you know, know in 10 years. Uh, we're, uh, you know, the, the, the clear is a brand promise, right, it, 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 and the products underneath are, you'll have your favorites, you'll have some that you don't care for, you know. And like, people love pumpkin pie or they hate it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, is it, but, uh, it, but so you, the analogy would be like you know, like Nabisco, right, there, there's no brand, there's no product called Nabisco, right? Aren't there chocolate crackers? I
1: know they're the Ritz. They're no, they're
2: rich. yes. Right. So you, got, you, know, you got, and that's, that's really what, where we're trying to go is, you know, uh, Oreos, Chips Ahoy, Nutter Butter, right? And those are, uh, you know, maybe you don't eat Oreos, but you love Chips
1: Ahoy. It's all part of the same brand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's the brand promise, right? And You know you, it's good,
2: you know. affect. Well, you know, you know it's know. <laughs> we could take a poll here. There's a few people around us who are sitting here. Would anybody not eat an Oreo? Especially after hitting
1: the. Actually, I can. Well, yeah, I was about to yeah, say. Yeah, I can actually no go. <laughs> <Yes, exactly. laughs> I can go for one right so, now.
2: So you know, we're that's that's sort of right. what we're going for. Everybody, lean an We'll have trend some trend. higher. Yeah. We have some higher end uh, products in the pipeline.
0: You know. Um, or no, there's. I mean, the reserve line here in uh, in Nevada is a super high end product. Uh, you know, kind, still in candy, test market. Canvas totally derived. Yeah, canvas derived. But you know, the, the the simple answer to your question is. We want to be everywhere. We want to, you know, we're gonna get the world as high as possible.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I tell you what, I'm in, I'm in love with the story. I really wish y'all the best of luck. Hopefully, I look good on TV too. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I need today, guys. And thank you very much for um, being on Cash Color Cannabis. A high level of conversation.